0: The Present by Stephen Molyneux, Chapter 22 Oliver awoke to the sound of birds, which had not happened since his childhood. He knew that he had a ridiculously full day, but always enjoyed the twenty minutes or so that he got to, well, he calls it meditate, but it was really more half-dozing. He stretched his arms over his head, enjoying the muscle tension that radiated from his shoulder blades down to his lower back. Worked myself so hard yesterday, he thought, with base animal pleasure. He inhaled the slightly musty atmosphere, looking forward to the purer air outside. Oliver had spent the previous day checking the insulation throughout the house, stuffing pink clouds into every available crack. He was still surprised how little he missed his computers. This is better. This is more natural. Civilization is domestication, and we are designed to run like wolves. His mind drifted back to the city to the paroxysms of violence and flight that now characterized the last incarnation of the ancient human zoo. He probed his own soul, delicately, like a tongue in the gap of a missing tooth, to feel out his empathy and compassion for the people left behind. Not even God above can shield souls from the consequences of their choices, this thought felt mildly blasphemous, so he went over the theological implications. Can God forgive someone who does not repent? The answer, of course, was that God can do anything he wants to. But God never wants to do evil. And forgiving someone who does not repent would be doing evil to all the people who do repent and gain salvation thereby. But aren't people so propagandized that they have lost their free will? Oliver shivered. That thought certainly was blasphemous. Not evil, for he deeply supported the principle of free speech in his own mind, but one that would lead him down the path of viewing people as mindless livestock There have always been lies in the world. We are given by God a thirst for truth and every sensory and rational capacity to achieve it. But God loves us enough to give us free will, for he desires nothing more or less than the expansion of virtue in the universe. If he forced virtue upon us, it would be destroyed. "'and he would become... "'Oliver yawned, feeling, as always, "'the slight crackle beneath and below his inner ears. "'I should get up and get to work, "'but what better labour is there "'than the contemplation of virtue?' "'He smiled, enjoying what he knew "'to be a self-serving justification.' Heavy is the hedge that wears the crown, <laughs> he sat up in bed and laughed aloud. In their community, inevitably called New Eden, though many railed against the cliché, Oliver was a kind of leader, but had no direct authority. He had designed the community from scratch, drawing detailed maps and blueprints covering the 105 acres his parents owned. He had planned the irrigation, the solar panels, the electrical grid, and heating systems. Of course, he was not an engineer, so had to outsource most of the work, burying various contractors under stern non-disclosure agreements that he knew would be unenforceable when the time came. He got them to do the planning, but never disclosed the location. Learning farming was the toughest part, finding the delicate combination of predators, prey, and enforcement that could coax the most crops out of a stubborn land. Fortunately, his brother David had worked on farms during his missionary phase, and Oliver was very happy to let him take the lead in those matters. The winter crops were in, and everything was being readied for the spring. It was fascinating to figure out the skills and abilities most necessary for survival, In the relative wilderness. God be praised. We don't need any lawyers or accountants or social media managers or programmers or marketing specialists. Or modern teachers, heaven help us. No gender specialists, no reporters, politicians, financial advisors or SEO specialists. We know we live in New Eden because there is no human resources department and never will be. Ah, it was a good life. A clean life. A real life. A life without the 10,000 mosquitoes of predatory thought-sucking that darkened the minds of those in the city. And the children... Oliver stretched his neck and smiled. The children were full of simple, wild joy. The boys threw themselves into the manual labor they were capable of, teaching and learning among themselves. The girls mothered the animals and their calves and babies with great joy and deep feeling. The fantasy that every able-bodied man has of disappearing into history Into a community of like minded people, of wrestling simple sustenance from strict nature. To wake up every morning living that fantasy, free of spreadsheets and tax forms and manipulative dependence, the armor gaps of mental health widened and infested by endless internet sociopaths, it was all so good. Wholesome. One of his brother's children kept repeating. The only screen time the children pursued was using a few old gold-panning sifters to look for treasures in the creek. Civilization is predation, thought Oliver. Wealth brings parasites like bad food brings gout and diabetes. He was just pulling on his work shirt when there was a soft knock at his door. Come in. Open the door, said his mother's voice. Oliver did so and saw his mother standing in the hallway, holding a breakfast tray. "Uh Uh-oh, he thought. Good morning, child of mine, she smiled. Well, this is very nice of you, he frowned. Marie came in and set the tray on his nightstand, eggs and sausages. You always forget to eat until mid-afternoon, And I know you're not doing any intermittent fasting. You're just focused, which I admire, but malnourished, which I do not. You shouldn't have to wait until you feel dizzy to get something to eat. I appreciate that, smiled Oliver. I'm not that hungry in the morning. At night I'm ravenous, but... He kissed his mother's cheek. What is this bribery for? Marie laughed. (laughs) Such a narrow-eyed, suspicious child. Yes, and occasionally for good reason. "'Please eat that before it gets cold. "'You can sit on the bed. "'There are legs under the tray.' "'Really gonna trap me, eh, Mum?' "'She nodded. "'Sit and eat.' "'I obey,' said Oliver, "'hopping onto the bed and spreading the tray over his legs. Mmm, good silverware. "'This is going to be a big ask.' "'I may have overplayed my hand,' admitted his mother. "'Oliver speared a sausage with his fork and took a bite.' He waited for a moment, so as not to speak with his mouth full. So, what's up? Is it good? You're stalling, he chided. You grow the food, I bribe you with it, smiled his mother. I got a message from Aunt Karen. Oliver felt a tiny pit open up in his stomach. He swallowed. And? They are trapped. She and Jada— Where? "'Marie shrugged, radiating a wave of sadness. "'In their apartment?' "'Oliver nodded slowly. "'They were both on the mailing list I sent out, "'reminding everyone to get food.' "'Yes, I know,' murmured his mother. "'They have some, not much, "'and water is a real problem.' "'Oliver put down his fork. "'I included that in my emails.' "'Yes, but it's all... "'They have fallen from grace. "'You know that.' "'I do.' They... they need to get here. Oliver sat, very still, for a moment. His mouth was very dry. He chuckled suddenly, without humor. You really got me pinned down here, Mom. His mother's words came in a rush. I know. I'm asking for an exception. I know what you believe, and I'm not criticizing you for any of it. You're the reason we're safe. But she's my sister, Ollie. Ollie. That's my niece we're talking about. They are family. She took a deep breath. They've made mistakes. Terrible mistakes. I know. But we are commanded to forgiveness and charity and love. She gestured, her eyes gleaming. I think this would be the one kindness that would really turn them around. Save them. She laughed suddenly. (laughs) Put Jada's hair back into a human color. Her voice lowered terribly afraid that Karen will end up on drugs again. They're going through tremendous stress and, and what and what might she do to save her daughter? They're hanging on the edge, Oliver. We can save them. I'm not in charge, murmured Oliver, staring up at her. His mother sighed in exasperation and took a step towards him. Yes, but you are the the leader. If you welcome them, everyone will. If you reject them, they have no chance. Oliver was silent for a long moment. I want you, of course. Yes, they're family, but, but you know how carefully this has all been calculated, right, Mom? Oh, I know, said Marie rapidly. They will work hard, I know. Karen used to get up to deliver papers at five in the morning, rain or shine? Mom, said Oliver in a low warning tone. Your sister has been on welfare for twenty years. Jada has never had a real job, to my knowledge, in the free market. He snapped his fingers. Oh yeah, she worked in that fish and chip shop for a couple days, until she got fired for yelling at customers. They don't have any work ethic, either of them. His mother's face half-crumpled. Please don't call them useless eaters. No, I would never do that. There was a pause. I can't handle the guilt, said Marie simply. Oliver nodded. I'm sorry. I get it. I have to unfocus my mind from their faces, from many people's faces, just to get through the day sometimes. Please, I'm begging you, said his mother with sudden force. You can, you can take from my rations and give to them. I'm terrified that we are doing a great evil. It's not. Just about the rations, Mom, said Oliver slowly. You know that. If we take rations from you, you just end up weaker and less able to work yourself. He paused for a moment. And, and we have some single men here. Gosh, I really hate to talk about this. I know, murmured Marie. They've both got a few notches in their belts. It's just inviting chaos. Oliver breathed deeply. He took his mother's cold hand. She sat on the edge of the bed. Let me step you through my reasoning. See if that helps. I've thought about them both, of course. Jada called us racists and exploiters. She's never wanted to participate. She was half-dragged to every family gathering by her mother. She's used drugs, of course. Those tattoos are, well... She thinks we are evil, Mom. Why would that change now? Imagine we were just inviting her to a family gathering without her mother dragging her. Would she come? We both know the answer to that. Oliver's mother looked away, a tear spilling from her eye. Why would she come now? Only because we have food and security. Nothing has changed within her. She will always bite the hand that feeds her. And we could probably find a way to feed and shelter them both, but we are... Oliver's hands gestured helplessly. Ecosystem here, mom. Everything is just calibrated and calculated. If we break precedent and bring destructive people here and their family, I get that. I feel that deeply. Well, then everyone gets to bring family members, no matter how messed up they are. That is going to swell this community by, what, a couple of hundred people at least? Atheists, relativists, socialists, the whole modern mess We'll come and squat in our front yard, screaming at our evils while demanding our handouts. Oliver held up his hand as his mother was about to speak. And we've worked really hard to keep this place a secret, right? That's why I never told them. If word gets out where we are, you know them. No boundaries, no loyalty, no discretion. We'll have a total swarm here within a day or two. We'll be buried. But if it's just her and and, and Karen, you're the leader. Mom, murmured Oliver, come on. That's just remaking the outside world right here. Rules for thee, but not for me. If we start exempting ourselves from what is best, we just end up right back where we started. The whole point here was to have a community where everyone was subject to the moral law. I know we want to. I want to as well, but we can't. If we bring them here, we are inviting more than the whole hypocrisy of the outside world will just come pouring in. And then what was the point of running at all? Marie withdrew her hands and closed them into tight white fists. That's heartless. We have a duty to help. We are Christians, Oliver cocked his head. But why, why just them? Everyone here has family members on the outside. It's your community. Your father and I own the land. Ask everyone. Ask them. They will absolutely grant you this one little privilege. Privileges never stay little, mother, snapped Oliver. He lifted his tray and handed it to Marie. Man alive, I feel like an invalid. He swung his feet away from her and jumped off the bed. They glared at each other across the wide expanse of his rumpled king bed. "'I expected temptation. "'That's the nature of life. "'But not from you!' exclaimed Oliver. "'His mother jabbed a finger towards him. "'Oh, don't portray me as some kind of serpent in this little psychodrama of yours. "'Then stop demanding that I break my rules, our rules, "'everything that everyone has agreed to. "'Oh, so now I'm supposed to stop talking because you don't— "'you can't handle the conversation?' You can say what you want. It's a free Eden. But I'm saying no. Not for me. Not because of my preferences. But because of our our vows. What we all agreed to, which was a community of equals. Equal laws. Equal rules. Equal morality. Don't lecture me. I'm your mother. Well, act like... Oliver's voice stalled. You must honor me if you act honorably. That is the debt I pay, whispered Oliver. Oh, so now I'm dishonorable because I love my sister and my niece? His mother turned to go, her face red. She glared over her shoulder. I can always just text them our location, where we are. Oliver took a deep breath and whistled. (sighs) Don't do that, mother. And why not? What if that helps you remember your better self, your higher self? Because we'll just leave. "'We? Who is we?' "'All the able-bodied men.' (laughs) "'This is not entirely unanticipated.' "'His mother paused in the white doorway "'and turned slowly around. "'I love you, Mom,' said Oliver, "'taking a step towards her. "'I love your passion, your sentimentality, your empathy. "'But you are demanding that I pay for your empathy.' Look, you could have ordered extra food, then there would be no, it would be less of an issue. But there is no food for them. Maybe me and the boys could put in an extra hour or two of work every day, but that would mess up the soil over time. But you're demanding that men pay for your feelings. And frankly, we've had enough of that over the last century. Stop demanding that I fix your feelings with my muscles, my work. Oh, so now we're back to this men's rights stuff. Oliver took another deep breath, obviously fighting for self-control. This men's rights stuff is the only reason you have a place to land when the world has gone to hell. You wouldn't. you You would never just abandon us, whispered his mother. I will do what it takes for this community to survive. You inviting all kinds of dysfunctional refugees, opening that endless gate. Well, we all know where that leads. You are, in fact, going to have to manage your emotions. Be as Jesus. Don't presume to lecture me on be as Jesus, cried Oliver with sudden passion. Offer every chance at salvation and accept the results. You've been begging Karen to grow up for, what, 20 years? You've tried mothering Jada for almost as long. We have a good, honourable, wholesome family, and Jada spits at us every chance she gets, and Karen just sits there and takes it. I told them to get food. I told them to get out of the city. (laughs) Do you remember that time when no one got my messages for like two months? Well, it turned out that Jada had reported me for spam. She, her pettiness could have gotten people killed. Oliver paused, pursing his lips. And I love her potential, just as I'm supposed to. But I can't make up a different reality. I I can't, Oliver's hands spread apart, fork things based on what she has done. The empiricism of her actions is all I have to process. The only reason she would come here. It's because she wanted to survive, not because she had learned one single good thing. That kind of person, his voice lowered. We know what motivates her, who her real master is. They just view kindness as weakness, Mom. We would just be her livestock, her crops to be used and abused as she sees fit. And she would come in here and she would sleep around and trigger jealousy and aggression and she would fall pregnant and probably not even know who the father was and we would be, it would become, hell, right here. We might as well have taken our chances in the city. And again, mumps, stop talking, cried Marie, raising her hands to her ears uselessly. Oliver stood in silence, bowing his head slightly. Marie took a deep, shuddering breath. How am I supposed to live with this? It's our only chance to live. Oliver walked forward and hugged her stiff form. He took a step back, his hands on his mother's thin shoulders. Mom, seriously, do you think you could have done anything differently? She would not look into his eyes. You tried. We all tried. How many times have you wept over them? They are... They just live on attention. And sadly, they get attention for being, both of them, total messes. When has your sister ever called you up and asked you how you are doing and paid attention to you? Marie's voice was suddenly bitter. Oh, she thinks my life is just perfect! Oliver nodded slowly, as if you... stole hers. Never mind. It's been a one-way street for almost as long as I've known her. Other than the general state of this madhouse of a world, isn't she the only real unhappiness in your life? Her and Jada. Marie paused, then nodded slowly. It kills me that I can't help them. It, it could be that trying to help them is... Oliver's voice faltered. What? snapped his mother with sudden suspicion. He took several steps back and sat on a turquoise armchair by the window. He rubbed his face, slowly. I don't know, he murmured. I've wondered this for... A long time. It's a female thing, I think. Marie stood by the doorway in silence. Why, why do you keep doing things that don't work? It's not much of an option for men. You've tried for decades to fix your sister. I've tried more than one thing. It's the trying, cried Oliver. Every time you try to fix her, you're just communicating that she... Can't fix herself. What am I supposed to do? Just let her rot into nothing? It's all about you. I'm trying to help her. No, exclaimed Oliver in frustration. You're trying to not feel bad about not helping her. That's just circular. Maybe, he said, his tone softening. But tell me this, Mom. He raised his eyes to her. You are asking that I go against everything I believe in, to create a moral exception for myself. And you're not at all concerned about how that affects me or hurts me. I am concerned. No, you're not. murmured Oliver with chilling finality. It's not even part of your calculation. You feel bad about your sister and Jada, All you want to do is fix that bad feeling. You don't care what it does to me, to this community. He paused for a moment, caution on his face. It's... You might not be the only sibling suffering from addiction. Marie gasped. As if you know what it's like to care about people in that way. You have no children, no wife. Maybe... I'm scared of being manipulated, Mom. Like your father? She sneered. Go on, you can say all of it. Get it all out. How dare you say that I don't care? Without me, you'd be eating your cats right about now. Marie opened her mouth, then closed it again. I'm sorry, you're right. Look, you remember how Karen got during that intervention? Marie shuddered. Vicious. You... Don't really have a mean bone in your body, mom. Except for this. God help the man who stands between you and your rampant altruism. My what? You feel absolutely terrible when people are in danger or or sad or lost or broke. Or they can't find their keys. Or they stub their toes. Or they're a bit gassy. Or yes, yes, I get the point. But you don't feel at all bad asking me to betray what I believe in. What you believe in too, Mom. Everyone gets your compassion except the good guys. You're just afraid of how you will feel. You're managing yourself, your self attack. Oliver stood and stepped towards her. Listen to me. I respect Karen. I respect Jada. I respect their choices. I honor their free will. You've been trying to help them for decades. And it has cost you and cost me. You were less available, less present. It's not your fault I'm not married, Mom. But I... Oliver took a deep breath, standing in front of his mother. I'm not sure I would ever have a woman's true loyalty. Messy people seem to claim you all. Something can always come between you and me. Every sad and broken soul in the world breaks us in two. His voice thickened. And I love that you care, Mom. But you care too much, and that's the truth. And people use your caring to exploit you and me. You're just a target, a, a mark. But this is my community. It's your land, I know, and I thank you for that. But this community is my responsibility. And Very soon, even now maybe, the only things we will be able to possess is what we can physically defend. Oliver's voice was barely above a whisper. Respect the choices your sister has made. Turn away from the broken world, Mom. Turn to your grandchildren. Love them. Protect them. them. Marie burst into tears and clung to her tall son.